0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Bright Morning Podcast. I'm Elena Aguilar. All right, here's the secret to ending the year feeling fulfilled and accomplished. Pause and reflect and adjust along the way. So if you have set a goal or an intention for this year, or if you've identified a word to guide you then keep listening. Because in this episode, part of our January series designed to help you get set up for a fantastic year, I'm going to share the end of month routine that I use that could help you to fulfill your vision for your year. So let's jump into it. In a recent newsletter, I wrote about my daily routines and I got this email response from someone named Carol who wrote, you lead by example to extinguish the no time mantra. Thank you, Carol, for your email. And I just have to say, I loved this appreciation. I love all the emails I get from folks messages on social media, the reviews that you leave on Apple Podcasts, I do read those and I really appreciate them. So these words from Carol, who I don't know, meant a lot because there definitely have been times when I have whined about not having enough time and when I have felt like the whirlwind of life is just whipping me around and I can never do what I want to do and you know that story, right? I have learned how to make time because, well, okay, let me back up. Time is a finite resource, so I'm not really making time because there are only 24 hours in the day, and I am very clear that one day I will die, and so I am very intentional about how I spend my time, and I realized I can be, I'm skilled at being intentional because of the time I take to slow down and look back and reflect at my day, at my week, at my month, at my year, and identify how I felt, what I learned, where I was energized, where I felt like I was living my life's purpose. And then for the next day, week, month, year, I make changes based on my reflections. So I hope you are having a good start to this new year. I have to say, I am feeling really good about some aspects, the ones that are closest within my sphere of influence. And I want to trace that back actually for you and just tell you a little story. Last May, 2021, when I did my end of month reflection that I'm about to describe to you, I came to this huge realization about my life and how I spend my time. And, oh, let me provide you with a little visual here of what happened. So I'd been sitting in my pajamas with my journal, and I had done this monthly reflection that I'm about to share with you, and then I had this realization about how I needed to organize my life, my time, my calendar, and 10 minutes later, I had gathered around me, I was surrounded by big sheets of white poster paper, like that white, um, post-it notes, you know that are sticky, but they're they're like chart-size paper. And I had multicolored post-it notes and Crayola markers and I had printed out pages of my calendar and I had my computer with me. And I just kind of went into this like frenzied inspired state, which happens to me sometimes when I've got good office supplies around me and when I've got a big idea. And basically in a short period of time, I came up with a plan that would allow me to implement the insights that I'd come to in all my reflections and would allow me to implement the vision that I had. And anyway, long story short, here I am beginning of 2022 living this vision that I feel like I am so clear about and I have put the structures into place for how I spend my time and it feels so good. Okay, I'm not going to tell you any more about that because I want to give you something practical that you can do at the end of every month, maybe even just once, maybe even just now at the end of January, because here's the thing. So many of us, I know so many of us set goals or intentions at the new year, create commitments and so on. And then many of us don't implement those to the extent that I know we truly want to. This is not because we lack willpower or desire. I think it's because we don't set up the structures and the routines or the habits that will enable us to do what we want to do. I know that there are years that I think back to when I would set New Year's goals or intentions. And then, as that year came to an end and the next year started... I would think back to those beginning of the year, January, all that like hope and excitement I had and the goals and the intentions and the things I'd written out. And at the end of the year, then I would feel like, oh, I didn't really do it. And I'd move into the new year, again, wanting to set intentions, but also feeling like, oh, I'll probably just drop it again. Like I dropped the last ones. So I want to say, you know, Sometimes it is absolutely fine to drop goals, and I feel good about some of the goals or the intentions that I dropped in previous years, because maybe other things came up or happened that were more meaningful, or perhaps the original goal wasn't the right goal, like it didn't come from the most important, deepest place. And so at the end of the year, even though I had dropped some of those initial goals, I still felt successful and accomplished but there was still this kind of feeling tone lingering around of like, well, you didn't do what you said you were going to do. So look, if you are clear about what you want to do or an intention, or maybe you've set a word for the year to guide you, then I want to suggest some practices that can help you fulfill those visions. And as you listen to me describe these, I want to encourage you to listen for the moments when you feel energized by what I'm suggesting. I want you to think about which of these things I'm suggesting might actually work for you because you don't need to do things that you feel like, yeah, that's not me. I can't do that. I can't imagine myself doing that. However, I want to say something. I'm going to contradict myself a little bit because I also want to encourage you to try new things once in a while, because maybe the you right now can't imagine doing something like journaling every morning, but maybe the you of tomorrow could. So we change, and sometimes what we resist might be something that could be really meaningful and helpful. So for example, I have heard from a lot of people who say they never thought that they could meditate, who say things like, I used to think there's no way I could sit still for 15 minutes. My body just won't do that and so on. And then they tried meditating and after some time, and maybe they also did meditating that wasn't just sitting because there are also other forms of meditation that are not sitting on a pillow. But then they get to this point where they say, wow, I really am able to do this. I never thought I'd be able to sit still for 20 minutes, but I am, and it is so helpful. It is just what I needed. So just keep that in mind. Like sometimes your resistance might actually be pointing you towards a behavior or habit that really could serve you. Okay, I want to also name that episode 105 is one in which I talked about morning routines, and that one really pairs beautifully with this one, I will say. So if you haven't listened to it yet, check out episode 105 next. So I want to give you a suggestion of four prompts to use to reflect on at the end of the month so that you can live your vision. So to review the month, you'll probably need to look at your calendar, maybe the photos that you take if you're a photo taker, or if you keep a daily journal, you might want to review that. You got to remember what happened because if you're like me, then the month might end and you might think, how? How? is it already the end of January? What happened this month? It was a whirlwind. So what helps you remember? Now, ideally, you would write in response to the following prompts because writing really helps us think. But you could also talk into a voice memo thing, or you could talk all about this with a close friend or someone. So But I really encourage you to find some way to capture it and document and verbalize and perhaps share, even if it's sharing just with yourself, your reflections on these prompts. Okay, so there's four prompts. These will be shared on our Bright Morning Instagram feed if you are doing something you can't jot them down right now. So the first one is to review the month and describe your emotional landscape. How did you feel during the month? What were the peaks and valleys? Did you experience any moments of joy that you forgot about? When I look back through my month and I look at my photos, I'm often reminded of little joyful moments, a moment cuddling my cat or something, and those spark a moment of um, gratitude in me. So pay attention to... When you're reflecting on the month, pay attention to when you recall feeling or having felt energized, alive, when you felt like you were doing something meaningful or fulfilling. And also pay attention to the moments when you felt any of the uncomfortable emotions, sadness, anger, fear. There's an opportunity then to get gently kindly curious about what was going on and is there anything else still there for you to explore maybe noticing if there are any patterns in how those uncomfortable emotions show up or which of the uncomfortable emotions show up most often so be gentle in that reflection on your emotional landscape for the month. All right, that's number one. Number two is to identify your learnings from the month. And this could be in relationship to your goals or your intentions. You could identify learnings that were connected to the hard moments from the month. Your learnings also might be things you are learning again and again months month, year, year after year. So for example, I keep learning almost every month that for me, having unstructured open time on the weekends is critical to my well-being. Another learning could be that you really thrive when you are working with this person or that person, or that you do your best work in the morning or at night, So that's number two, identify your learnings from the month. Number three is reflect on how you lived your word or you fulfilled your vision or you accomplished your goals. This is your moment to make the connection between your annual commitments. What progress did you make? How did your word or your vision show up in your daily life? Where were you honoring your commitments? Now, the hard part about doing this is focusing on what you did do and not slipping into critical self-judgment to like what you didn't accomplish or where you slipped from your intentions. So be sure to really practice awareness if you have that tendency to be self-critical, which so many of us do. And sometimes I do something like I pick a mantra for myself when I'm reflecting on the month and I say to myself something like, only kindness, Elena, only kindness. Or I say over and over, you did the best you could. Be your own champion. Because otherwise, again, if you have that tendency to self-critical, self-criticism, you might just feel like, oh, I'm not making progress. I'm not making But if you do repeatedly see that you are not making progress on a goal or you're not honoring a commitment, that could actually be an indicator that you want to rethink that goal or that commitment. I mean, there could be learning there for you about your true desires or your capacity or what matters most. So rather than beating yourself up, say, what can I learn When you recognize that you are falling short of that vision you set for yourself. One of my learnings is always that in January, when I create goals and commitments, I often think I can do way more than I really can. I tend to set too many goals or I make them too huge. So throughout the year, I am often narrowing or prioritizing and cutting All right, so that's the third, is reflect on the annual commitments. Finally, number four is to determine the story that you want to tell about that month. And a story is the conclusion that you come to, like the summary statement. This is where you have a lot of power to create the larger narrative of your life. So be thoughtful. You can tell a story, for example, in which you are a victim, or you can tell a story in which you are empowered. And so I often write and talk about what I call empowered stories. That's how I describe it in my book Onward. Sometimes I also talk about telling expansive stories. Those are stories that contain possibility. So you know what? Let me give you a couple of examples and you decide what kind of story I'm telling. Or what do you think? So here's example number one is I could say January. January was a shit show. It was chaotic. And I experienced another round of whiplash as school was open and then closed and virtual and in person and hybrid. And January was hell. That is one story I could tell. A second story about January could be This month was so hard for so many people, and it was exhausting. I experienced a lot of grief and despair. So do you hear the difference in those stories, right? So in the first story, there is some blame. The teller of that story does not feel empowered, In the second story, there is an acknowledgement of experience and facts, but it has a different tone. Maybe that second one wasn't expansive and maybe not even empowering, but it's not disempowering. To say this month was hard, it was exhausting, I experienced a lot of grief and despair is not necessarily disempowering. You could tell that story as a statement of what is, of truth. And, you know, these are hard times. So I am not encouraging you to look for the silver lining or to be inauthentic. I am encouraging you to tell it like it is while seeing how you can also remain perhaps feeling empowered, maybe open to possibility, maybe even just open to the possibility of possibility. So that is the fourth prompt or the fourth area for you to reflect on at the end of the month. What is the story you want to tell? And that story, your storytelling ability is within your power. So also check out episode 106. I was talking more about storytelling in there. So those are the four prompts. And I want to just add one final thing about how to go about this end of month review, which is I want to encourage you to think about the end of month review as a time for celebration. So I usually do this on the Sunday that is closest to the end of the month. And sometimes it's also an opportunity to clean up my space a little bit, maybe get some new flowers. Sometimes I will also make like tea that I don't usually drink or I get my favorite chocolate or or put on a special face mask while I'm reflecting. Just something, you know, something that makes the reflection feel kind of celebratory, fun. Because, I mean, being a human is so hard and we are all doing the best we can And if this end of month celebration is something that you can enjoy, you will be far more likely to do it. And so if this is the habit you want to engage in, set yourself up for success by making it appealing. And if you do this every month, I can almost guarantee you, almost guarantee you that by the end of the year, you will have either accomplished your goals or vision or intention for the year Or you will be really clear on why you did not, and you will have lived a very fulfilling year. This is about being intentional about how you live your life and how you spend your time. So if you try this, I would love to hear from you, whether that is by email or on social media, or of course, feel free to share on Apple podcasts, feel free to leave a review. It only takes a moment and it really, really helps us. How did it go? And finally, finally, I know I said finally a couple of times already, but for all of you coaches and leaders, I'll just leave you with this reminder. You can do something like this for the folks that you support. Think about how you might be able to invite them to reflect on their month, on how they felt, what they learned, the story that they're telling. This process that I described can be easily transferred into our work as coaches and leaders, and it can have a big impact. But be sure to practice it yourself before you invite others to try it, because you need to have the lived experience of this routine first. All right, friends, that's it for this episode. I hope it was helpful. And as always, that reminder to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or share this episode if you know others who might find it useful. And I want to thank Leslie Bickford, who produces the Bright Morning Podcast, and Stacey Goodman, who does the sound engineering. All right, friends, take care and be well.